This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Here's Barrett, some shake and bake, gets a three. Fans are rising in the crowd with Barrett. Five on the 24. Barrett previously had the air ball. The drive, the land, the pass, and roll. Gets it back, keeps it out there. Barrett for three. R.J. Barrett from downtown. He quick trigger three. Gets another triple. Looking for more. Smith to the buzzer. So they draft Obi Toppin at number eight. They get their offensive weapon who they, you know, they needed an offensive force who um, will probably be in the rookie of the year discussion. They go and get a solid shooter and Emmanuel quickly at 25. They make a decent move for um, three, eventually three draft picks in 2023 in the second round, second round. They make a, another decent move in free agency, bringing a guy by the name of Alec Burks, um, a wing who can shoot the basketball, okay, on a deal that's worth, I don't know, it was like pennies. It wasn't, it wasn't big. Uh, six million, maybe. So, <laughs> good, right? Off to a good start. You drafted well. You, you know, <laughs> you got a shooter. In, in free agency, but then the, the dominoes start falling for the other clubs, and you know, and there goes Hayward, there goes this guy, there goes that guy, there goes Bertans, there goes Gallinari, there goes your fallback options and DJ Augustine, Jeff T, Chris Dunn, there goes all of these guys who the Knicks could have potentially targeted, Malik Beasley. There goes a lot of these guys they were targeting off the market, just like that, signing big major deals. Okay, whatever, right? Still, we were hoping we could have grabbed at least one point card to run the show. Didn't happen. Okay, so so we're going into the season. Didn't get our guard in the draft. Didn't get our PG in free agency. Um, you know, the market's pretty much dry now. Nobody really is left. Um outside of some unrealistic options. Um, so you say, all right, we're likely going to go into the season doing the right thing here, right? We waived all of our expendables. Um, Portis just signed with Dallas. Gibson's not coming back. We signed Nerlens Noel. Good athletic backup bench depth center. Um, so we're likely going to go into the season with doing the right thing. You know, while we don't have a point guard and that's an issue... We're going to do the right thing for where we are now. We're going to let Dennis Smith Jr. try and climb his way out of his own hole. We're going to let Frank Nilakina develop and hell. Maybe we'll give some minutes to Jared Harper um, or Lamar Peters you know, down in Westchester. A couple hours earlier today, and it is Saturday night as I speak, 
I get the news. Alfred Payton is being welcomed back into New York. <laughs> Alfred Payton is back. Um, I mean, it's listen, if you watch this Knicks team, you know, exactly, exactly. And if you religiously watch them, um, and I don't know, I don't know who's even listening to this, who's watching this probably got like one viewer, two listeners. I mean, um, at best, but you know, for, for, for the sake of getting this conversation in and ranting and venting, if you watch this team religiously, whoever you are out there, you know exactly why you don't want Peyton back on this club. Bringing back Alfred, it just it just it dampers everything. You know, it it tells you where the Knicks are heading right now, and it it just it doesn't it doesn't make you feel good about where we are. You know, it, it kind of tells you: Are we really going to go this route again and try to? Band-Aid our way in, you know, if, again, if you watch this Knicks team with him there last year, you know what, what it is. This is a player who's been in the league for a while now. He's not once improved from his rookie season up until last season. He's been the same, you know, 10, 11 points guy, six or seven assists who cannot shoot at all from three point distance. And he just has no fit absolutely on this Knicks squad. No fit at all. It doesn't make sense. It's ridiculous. Again, it put a damper on everything for me. And we're going to get into all that in just a second. As soon as we get back from break. You're listening to BD4. I am your host, Rob Carbone. This is episode 182. 182 of the podcast. And a little little last minute podcast tonight. So, (laughs) I got the news on Peyton. I just want to rant, let it out. Um, So we'll be right back and we'll start talking about it as soon as we get back from break. BRB. Hey guys. So real quick, before we get back to the show, just want to make sure that if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, do that right now. Go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com dot com forward slash connect once again in order to subscribe to the podcast and if you want subscribe to the blog and follow me on social media just go to my website nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect guys thank you so much and let's get back to bd4 where there is no better way to get your yankees and knicks analysis brought to you by anchor So, you're listening to BD4. Um, this is Rob Carbone, your host of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We are sponsored by Anchor, um, the best way to get your podcast. And you can start your own podcast on Anchor uh, from your phone or from your computer. Um, now, the Knicks, okay, so they've got their, listen, uh, Mitchell Robinson a couple years ago in the second round, Building block, right? That's why they, they've made it known they're not putting him in any trade conversation. R.J. Barrett last season, same thing. Building block, made it known he's untradeable. You don't want to move him. He's your guy you're building around to. You get Obi Toppin. Now you get a third very talented player. So you have three young, talented players who could end up being, you know, all-star caliber 
on your squad. Okay, so three guys that you want to start eventually, right? You want to have them in that starting rotation and uh, starting lineup and, um, you know, and play every day for you. You can get big, you know, 30, 35-minute games. So, so you bring in Alfred Payton to, 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 to run things. That's the head scratcher. It's just a terrible fit when you pair Alfred next to RJ, Mitch, and now Obi Toppin. Those three guys, RJ, Mitch, and Obi, they love to run. They love running the floor, right? They're always running in transition. They're always playing the full court game. Alfred Payton... 20% shooter from deep plays the half court game. He's a half court point guard. Those guys can't shoot. Alfred can't shoot. So if you're putting RJ, Mitch, Obi can shoot, but that's his swing factor. Um, and if Randall's still here, you've got a bunch of guys, starters, paired with Alfred, Alfred who, you know, let's be honest, he's they signed him for a reason. He's going to be starting again. So that's three, four maybe, guys in one. Um, that's three guys of the starting five who cannot shoot the basketball to save their lives. We're supposed to be building the roster to improve RJ, Mitch, and Obi. You don't do that by, by bringing back Alfred, who can't shoot the ball himself, and when he's passing the ball, gives it to one guy. Freezes out everybody else, and he's going to pass to Julius Randle and nobody else. He'll hold the ball for 20 seconds of that shot clock, run in circles, do a rondo, and then he'll pass it, and it'll be to Julius Randle. He freezes out R.J. Barrett. Very occasionally, he'll throw a lob to Mitch, but it's not enough. It's the patty cake game between Peyton and Randall that Knicks fans have seen enough of. He's an assist hoarder, so you could tell me all you want. Oh, you know he put it, so he puts up ten and seven. He's a good point guard. What's your problem with him? My problem with him is he's counterproductive to what we're trying to do. <laughs> I don't care if he has his high stat games. It's not productive to our main goal is we won 20 games with Peyton as the starting point guard next last year. Really? I'd rather lose a bunch of games with, with, you know, guys like DSJ Frank, and I don't care if they're bad. You play them to, to improve them so they can learn or, or, or so you can evaluate those young kids long-term. You don't just bring back Alfred, another veteran stopgap who's just counterproductive. You know, the youths sitting on the bench last year was enough. But to do it again, to continue to push back these kids further down in the depth chart, it doesn't make sense. All the guys fall off the free agent list. They're they're signing again. All those guys. Van Vliet, you never got that done. You, you wanted that, you never got it done. Chris Paul, Phoenix. Your fallback options, Augustine, gone. Teague, gone. Chris not gone. All those guys are gone. Whatever. 
you could have at least just just settled for the young kids on this roster right now and at least lost with them as opposed to losing the same amount of games with an Alfred Payton. I, hell, I would have even preferred, and I don't even love this guy. I don't even love this kid. I, I think he's um, been overrated for a while, um, but people may start. I don't know. I, I would have even traded for it, Lonzo Ball. I would have. Anything. This Alfred Payton is bottom of the barrel. He shot 20% from three-point distance. High volume of his assists went to Randall. He doesn't benefit developing this youth, the youths on this team. I don't care if I'm repeating myself. I would have fucking done it. Packaged maybe the Dallas pick in 23, along with a lottery, you know, protected lottery pick and maybe a player. I could have got it done. I would have done something. You know, or nothing at all. And just, again, went with the, the kids who are already here. And, and I don't want to hear the whole fucking, oh, it's one year. Oh, it's five million. Stop overreacting. It's not the deal. It's not the length. It's not the uh, the finance. It's not the you know, the one year. It's not. I don't care if it's just uh, you know, 82 games or whatever it is this year. I don't care. I'm not worried about the deal. I'm worried about him being on the court. He doesn't benefit the team. And it goes back to what I said in episode 181. Which was yesterday. That I would rather, you know, lose or, or, or you know, win a low amount of games with the kids that are going to be here or that we're trying to figure out should or should not be here long-term than a guy that we know is just temporary and isn't that productive one on the court anyways. I'm just tired of it. It was a head-scratcher. Uh, maybe Leon Rose signed him because he, uh, Peyton, is a CAA client. Uh, is that what we're doing? We're doing a bunch of CAA clients in Kentucky, guys? That's what it seems to be. That's the pattern right now. That's what we're doing. Um, outside of Peyton, again, I, I like what they're doing. I think, you know, we're, we're you know, we've got cap flexibility. Um, we've got young players now. Uh, and then we've got some draft picks. Some capital. Um, but still, Peyton, no. It's not it. It's not the answer. It's not even the short-term answer. You know, again, the, the the short-term answer could have been a Van Vliet, could have been an Augustine, yada yada. Somebody who's at least productive. Somebody who could at least help, you know, further the development of an R.J. Barrett, a Mitchell Robinson, and now an Obi Toppin. But you get you get you get Peyton in there, who doesn't even mesh well. Half-court point guard playing with, you know, three other athletic guys who are in this rotation who love to run the floor. It's not working. So I can already see how the Knicks are going to play this out. He's going to start. He's going to put up enough, you know, the numbers will be enough to where he will get his starts. And the shooting will remain bad. All we wanted was spacing. All we wanted was floor spacing. That's it. Just modern NBA spacing. And we can't even get that. We get, we get Alfred Payton, can't shoot. 
Nerlens Noel can't shoot. Ed Davis can't shoot. The only guy we've gotten outside of um, in, in in free agency who can shoot, Alec Burks, and, and he's an average three point shooter, which is huge for the Knicks. But I mean, we had all these guys, all these options out there we could have gotten. You know, guys that can shoot the basketball at the point guard position, guys that can benefit and fit and mesh well with the the prospects that are on this roster right now. And we decided to bring back Alfred. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not ready to see this again. You know, I hope that like Frank or Dennis comes into camp, you know, yoked and, and fucking just looks fit or or looks fucking ready to put on a show, and one of them can win the starting spot in camp, and they fucking they produce in the season and they put up 10 and five um, and they play defense because Peyton's a pretty lazy defender. He's a capable one, but he's pretty lazy. He doesn't run the transition well. Um, But I'm hoping one of Dennis or Frank or whoever, you know, comes into camp and looks really good. You know, I don't think Dennis is as bad as he was last season, but I don't know his ceiling. Frank, um, you know, Frank seems like he's going to, you know, listen, we're what, four years into his career now? I think Knicks fans have to start, you know, realizing he's not going to be lottery worthy. He's not going to end up being an all-star player. Um, he's probably not going to end up being your starting guard. And he's probably not even a point guard. They've barely played him at point guard. He always plays off the ball. And to be honest with you, that might be his best role. Um, to be that wing coming off the bench who can play off the ball and shoot the corner three and play defense, of course, for you. That's it. Um, but, again, I would rather still use him at point guard, you know, temporarily, than than this. You know, Dennis Smith Jr., I know a lot of people don't want him here. But at least, you know, I wouldn't mind starting him to try and build his trade value. Build his trade value. Start him temporarily. Maybe find another point guard by the deadline. Anything. Anything but scraping the bottom of the fucking barrel with Alfred Payton. We'll be right back. Hey guys, so real quick before we get back to the show, just want to make sure that if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, do that right now. Go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. Once again, in order to subscribe to the podcast, and if you want, subscribe to the blog and follow me on social media, just go to my website nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. Guys, thank you so much, and let's get back to BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Brought to you by Anchor. I'm trying to think, is um, is Joe Harris still available? I would be surprised if he is. You know, everybody's been going. So, if he is, you got to get on that. 
but I, I I'm sorry, man. You know, we're we didn't get our shooting. Well, we got quickly in the draft, but outside of quickly and, and maybe Alec Burks, um, and hopefully it'll be topping. It's still not enough. You know, we don't have shooting. You hope that you can get Joe Harris. I would love him. I don't think that's realistic. He's probably gone as I'm speaking. So, who's out there? Is there anybody out there left who can shoot the basketball? That Jordan McRae kid? I don't know. Fucking shit. Um, <laughs> you know, a bunch of whatever deals, and, and this Peyton deal comes along, and it's 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 bottom of the barrel. It's just garbage. You gotta question it. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know, man. I, what are we doing? I don't know. Um. Okay, I'm just kind of at a loss for words. It, it just. And it's nothing against Alfred Payton. Sure, he's a cool dude. It's more the Knicks just not doing competent things. And I was really hoping Leon Rose wouldn't fall back into this. It wouldn't be this dumb. But here we are. (laughs) And again, it's not about the fucking deal. It's about stalling and waiting and, and just pushing aside development. It's about being counterproductive. It's about time we, 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 we get going here. You don't want your engine this year? Fine. But get somebody you know, who's going to fill the void temporarily and be productive for the team and for the young kids trying to grow individually and as a unit. It just, the answer is not what we're doing here. It's not it. 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 Um... Carmelo Anthony is back in uh, Portland. That's sad. I, obviously, he wouldn't. I didn't. I don't think he would fit here anyway. But you know, uh, anything else? I don't know. You know what? Honestly, guys, I wouldn't be too shocked if Julius Randle was now kept around. Um, you know, if we're trying to bring back as many guys from last year as we did. You know, trying to rework that, <sighs> trying to rework some deals and try to fucking keep players. Uh, I don't know. Bullock is here. Peyton's back, and, and we're gonna keep Randall now. Is that it? Is that what we're gonna do? That would be the biggest mistake the Knicks could do. You know, it, it would make the top and pick, um, you know, kind of uh, useless, especially if we're gonna start Randall. You know, why can't the Knicks do what other NBA teams do and, and fucking start all their rookies and sophomores? All the guys that are part of their long-term plan, why can't they just start them and give them 30 minutes a night? Even when Mitch isn't in foul trouble, they don't fucking let him play long. Um, RJ Barrett was, was, was is probably the only guy who they run out there for a while. But outside of him... You didn't do it with Mitch. Um, I'm having a hard time believing that Toppin, you know, especially if Randall isn't traded uh, right away, that I'm having a hard time believing Toppin's going to get a start over him. I feel like Tibbs, you know, knowing him, loves the vets, is going to give him minutes before he does Toppin. 
Uh, Toppin's going to be off the bench for a while. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fine with that. Normally, I'd be okay with it, but remember, Toppin's 22. Right? He's older for a rookie. He's polished already. He's likely going to be NBA ready. And I, like I said, I, I believe he'll be in the rookie of the year conversation. I think he could put up double-digit point totals, um, averages already. I think that's going to be a given if he can stay healthy. Um, I think he'll be able to rebound you, you know, six, seven per game, depending on how many minutes he gets, um, maybe 25, 30 minutes at that rate, hopefully. But but I just have a feeling it's going to be the same pattern. This Alfred thing makes me feel like we're going to do the same shit and not really treat our young kids how they should be. You know, And the Thibs... You know, as the head coach thing doesn't make me feel too confident in that aspect either because we know how he could be with vets. This whole thing put a damper on everything. I was fine with everything leading up to this, but I, mm, one of my most hated players on the Knicks in a while. Up there with the Ennis Cantors of the world. <laughs> that says a fucking lot. All right, guys, so let's get to the question of the day and we'll wrap this one up. All right, so last time out in episode 182, I'm sorry, in episode 181 of BD4 where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Analysis. Fucking can't talk. All the fucking time I'm slurring my words. Fucking shit. All right. uh, Last time out in Ep 181, I asked you guys, who wore number 40 for the Knicks in the late 90s, early 2000s? Um, The answer to that question, Kurt Thomas wore number 40. All right. So that was the answer to episode 181. Now, tonight's NYY NYK question of the day is other than Chicago, where else was Tom Thibodeau a head coach at? All right, so after he left Chicago, I'll give you a hint, there was one more team that he coached. Um which team was that? Pretty easy one to me, um but you let me know the answer, comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or you can just uh, message me on them, on those three platforms, um, preferably Facebook or Instagram, being that I'm not on Twitter a bunch nowadays. Um, but if you do want to reach me, uh, Facebook and Twitter is at the handle of NY Sports Talk RC. And if you want to hit me up on Instagram, that is at Rob J. Carbone. Be sure to follow me there. Um, as for the podcast here on BD4, you can watch us, or if you're listening to us, thank you for that. Um, watch us on YouTube and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, and plenty more platforms wherever you get your podcasts. Just go to my website for all that junk, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. We'll take you to a page that displays all my information. Guys, thank you so much. Appreciate you stopping by. I'm your host, Rob Carbone. This is episode 182 of the podcast. 182 of the podcast of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Brought to you by Anchor, where um, it's the best way to get your podcast. And um, you can make your podcast straight from your phone, or you can start your podcast if you wanted to straight from your computer. But anchor.fm. Download the app, go to their site, 
great place, great platform for a podcast. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and uh, I'll see you in episode 183. Hopefully, and I say it, I say it with with the utmost, um, you know, hope in me. I, I'm praying that the Knicks can fucking do something here to make me feel a little bit better um, for the remaining. Uh, whatever's out there in free agency, you know, hopefully we can do something to salvage this fucking clusterfuck we put ourselves in by bringing back Alfred Payton. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. I'll see you next time. All right, chill. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor. 